What's up, guys? Welcome once again to the Save Continue podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. This here is Tom Shelby. Hi. Uh, every week we get together and talk about video games and shit. Uh, Shanae is not here right now because she's married. So it's just me and Tom now. Yeah, Shanae's married. Shanae's married now. So uh, Tom and I are going to talk about video games and shit that we've been playing and also other things related to video games. Tom, mm-hmm. what have you been up to, my friend? Uh... I've been playing a lot of video games, like a lot. That's really Uh, cool. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) But also, it's been a little while since we've recorded an episode. It's been two weeks. Yeah, so maybe that's why it seems like a lot. War were declared. Uh, Been playing a lot of Monkey Ball. I know it. I bought Banana Blitz HD, which is not a great monkey ball game. Yeah, so when we were playing it on Extra Life, yeah. You had some criticisms uh uh toward that game. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. After Monkey Ball 2, I mean technically after Monkey Ball Deluxe, but Monkey Ball Deluxe is basically just 1 and 2. Right. Uh they started adding like little lips to edges and guardrails, right, which made the series much easier than it had ever been. And you don't like that. No. Uh, and then in Banana Blitz on the Wii, mm-hmm. which is what this version is. It's the old Wii version, like the launch Wii game. Uh-huh. Uh, that was a motion-controlled game, and you could jump. Mm. But you've never had the ability to jump in a monkey ball unless you flung the stage properly. Sure. Uh, so this is a port of that, and it's a beautiful port, man. Like they, it's a, I'll it, give it that. It's a good-looking game. They made it look real nice. They redid the UI and everything. Yeah. Like, it looks nice. Yeah. It's, but it's still that game. And, like, my whole thing is, like, even a bad monkey ball game, mm-hmm. I'm still having fun with. Right. You're not having fun as much fun with this one? I'm still having fun with it. But, you know, at the same time, it just makes me want the old monkey ball. Yeah. Uh, so I, I bought the old Monkey Ball. How much How much Monkey Ball is in your possession right now? Uh, just the two titles. So Monkey Ball Deluxe for the original Xbox, which is Monkey Ball 1, 2, and then some extra shit. Yeah. And So that's be- basically the best Monkey Ball you can get is Monkey Ball Deluxe for Xbox. Okay. Uh, and then this new one. What's... Okay, go ahead. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Halloween got me in the mood for horror, so I've been doing a lot of horror stuff. Hashtag get spooked. Yeah. Uh, finally played through Resident Evil 2. Took me long enough. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's just I've, a, a fantastic video game. Yeah, and I, of course I've got little nitpicky things about it, but overall I really do love it. Yeah. I still think re- Remake, the original remake, is the best Resident Evil. I think I think Remake is... So, don't get me wrong. There are many times you saw it. Resident Evil 2 Remake spooked me. Mm-hmm. I got spooked. Yeah. So the spooks are definitely there. Uh, which is interesting, because in the the original release of Resident Evil Two, uh, I found my as I think I was like maybe twelve when that game came out. Yeah, uh, not spooked at all. See, and that's funny to me. For me, it's the opposite. Yeah, the original Resident Evil Two is the first game to ever scare me. Yeah, um, the liquor going across that first window yeah. when you go into the lobby or the reception is is the did first thing other, to scare me. Did any game. other part in that game scare you? Not that I can recall. Yeah, but I just it feel, was a long time ago. I feel like. Uh, um, Resident Evil 2 has more, like the remake has, they made it more scary. They they put more scares in there. And they go they go pretty heavy with the, it's, it's it, specifically with Claire's playthrough. They go really heavy with the whole man is a real monster angle, which yeah, I yeah. liked. And, and we'll, we'll go deeper into that one once we 
go into our conversation, which will be horror games this sure. week. Well, don't spoil uh, it for them, Tom. Right, right, right. Uh, so played through that and still playing it, but uh, so well now uh, you're trying to you're trying to get your time down. I'm trying to get my time down. Um, my best time is still four hours, which isn't great. Wow. Well, our time was seven and a half hours. Yeah. Well, we also did Claire, which I wasn't as familiar with. It's goddamn plugs. Uh, my my four hours with Leon, but like the plugs I've got down, no problem now. Yeah. It's just it's identical twix the two, isn't it? As far as I can tell, yeah. Uh, they both lead to different things, but oh, well, to to clarify, there's a part in Resident Evil Two Remake where you have to plug these different chest themed spark plug looking things into these mechanisms yeah. uh, to get a door to open. Yeah, uh, and Tom and I, when we played together, we had a hard time locating right. all the plugs. Right, right, right. So, uh, but that's you know I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I picked up Silent Hill Two. Nice, Restless Dreams. That is uh, Silent Hill Two, IMO best Silent Hill game. Yeah, and I think most people agree that two is the best game in the series. A lot of people say three, but it's usually one or the other. Yeah. Um, I think two. Replaying it now, I think Silent Hill 2 is my favorite horror game. Uh, but yeah, specifically the Xbox version, I don't currently have a PS2. I gave it to Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm playing the Xbox version on the, th- the 360. Not the HD collection, the original Xbox version. There's a lot of problems playing Silent Hill, uh, really one through, through four nowadays, because they just... Refused to re-release them, I think largely is because when they did re-release it, the reception was bad. Sure. But the reception was bad because they put out a bad product. Yeah. Uh, the HD version is horrible. There's a lot of arguments over what's the better version. Uh, most people say the PlayStation 2 version. The HD collection was 2 and 3? Yeah. Okay. I think the Xbox version is better than the PS2 version. Uh, but the, the changes are very little, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Xbox version has like per pixel lighting, which PS2 couldn't do. Right, stuff like that. Uh, the PS2 version, the the cutscenes play back at 60 frames, which in the Xbox version they play back at 30. Right, you know, it, it just depends on what matters more to you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, played played through that again, and uh, man, still very very good. Yeah, James Sunderland. Uh, yeah, so. I guess, you know, I guess I'll probably touch on this when we get into our talk, but... Yeah, I'm just going to go through them real quick. Started toying around with uh, The Evil Within again. Yeah. And then started playing Resident Evil Revelations 1 again. I want us to do a... uh, Yeah, we were talking about doing a a streaming, a playthrough. I think The Evil Within is the way to go. Yeah. Mostly because I want to finally finish that game. I started that game three times. Yeah. Uh, I've enjoyed it every time, but for some reason it just... And this is my second time starting it, and yeah, I've never finished it either. Yeah. Uh, so we'll definitely get to that. But what are you even playing? Uh, so the huge, lots of Mortal Kombat. Um, I talked a little bit before about how. The, so, oh my gosh, I guess it's been maybe a month or so ago now that the uh, the third everybody got every character got a third tournament legal variation. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't. I wasn't hot on most of them. Uh, but I started. So I. But I've also been uh, picking up secondary characters to. Round out because I can't just use Jax all the time. He's not a good matchup with everybody, right? Right. Um. So I've been I've been playing with uh, Baraka and Scarlet a lot lately, and Baraka's third variation, very cool. I, I like it a lot. Um. And so so is Scarlet. She has a thing where she uh, makes your she literally makes your blood boil. 
<laughs> and I think that's really cool. Let me ask you, the variations of these two characters mm-hmm. that you're playing, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you're making it sound like you're, you're playing them, you're learning them for matchups that you that Jax is not good for. Right. Do you feel like these these particular characters are good for those matchups? So, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the times when... Um, when I struggle with Jax, it's usually with people who are very, who are like very zone heavy. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and Jax does have some stuff to deal with zoning, but it's specifically in a variation that I don't play. Yeah. Um, and I don't really have a desire to play. Right. Um, and Scarlet can really, Scarlet is really good at, um, at she can, she's, she can, she has some really good zoning stuff herself. So, um, I've been really practicing that with her. Um, and with Baraka, he can like he's very much close range like Jax is, but he can close that distance a lot faster than Jax can. Yeah. Um. And plus, he's got he's got projectiles of his own that he can use, and Jax's projectiles, his grenade launcher. Does has, he still do the the thing? <laughs> he doesn't do it like this. Like he used to. He doesn't. He does like this. Yeah, he used to do it like this. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, um, Jax's projectiles, like one of them requires his arms to be heated up, which is you know very was very like that's not always going to be the case. And I don't always have access to that. And his grenade launcher has way too many frames yeah. uh, to be like practical. So, um, yeah. So using them has really has really helped me out. And also, they're just fun characters to play. And I never really realized that. I'm sorry. I'm getting a text message from Shanae. Oh, yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> uh, not going to make it. Just hearing from our producers. <laughs> yeah. So that, this episode will be just us. And the next episode will be just us. Yeah. Just the boys. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a lot of a lot of Mortal Kombat. I've been playing a lot of it uh, with uh, with my girlfriend. Um, uh, she is actually turning out to be quite the natural with Kotal Khan, as it turns out. Nice. Uh, and he and it's really cool. She's uh, she's picking up on his moves a lot. So she's basically between Kotal Khan and Jade. So let me like she doesn't play a lot of fighting games. No, right? no. You know I, what I've like at least for me, I, I noticed that my friends that don't play a lot of fighting games mm-hmm. tend to be good with heavier characters. Yeah, I'm not sure why that is. Yeah, but like remember our friend Zach. Like whenever we played Street Fighter together, he loved Geef. Street Fighter, but yeah. he was never very good at it. And yeah, Geef, he was yeah. great with. Uh, and it's weird that she she doesn't play a lot of fighting games, but she's got some really good fighting games on her on her PlayStation. She's got she's got KOF '98. Yeah, and she's got Street Fighter Five. Yeah, uh, which I I mean I know people have their feelings about both of those games. It's whatever, but I enjoy both of those games quite a bit. So, um, also. Uh, Tekken, and lastly, um, I finished, uh, I told you off mic that I finished Far Cry 5. Yeah. Very, that game is, that game is cool for a lot of different reasons, I think. And I think that, like, um, I think that there are, there are, there are some legitimate criticisms uh, uh, levied toward that game. Uh, but I think that the overall tone and, like, the the storyline and the primary antagonist yeah like all that i just find is like it's just really fascinating to me well it's loosely based on heaven's gate right maybe not so loosely yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but it's it's just very cool it's like there's just there's something about that kind of um there's something about because i was told you before that like the the overarching thing in all fire cries is like some kind of madness and i feel like that summoning pers- sickness yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess that's the 70 sickness. He has a 70 sickness. He's always trying to summon the Lord. I just always thought it would be funny to call into work with summoning sickness. Yeah, I can't come in. <laughs> well, well, no, like go to work, but you yeah. can't do any work that whole day because you got summoning sickness. Right, because you were summoned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, and then 
uh, went from there and uh, started uh, New Dawn. Apparently, people don't like New Dawn so much. I think it's pretty cool so far. So, yeah. I think you like. You are very much the kind of person, and I am too. Depending on the game, mm-hmm. who like a six or a seven is fun. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Yeah, doesn't have to be a fucking masterpiece of a game. Well, I, I just, I think that people are looking for a very specific. I don't know what people. I think everybody's looking for a specific thing in a game. But for me, I think a lot of the time, when people are looking at. A lot of time people will look at review scores after the fact. Yeah. Like after they've already purchased the game. Sure. And they're looking for something to uh, uh, justify their justify purchase, their purchase yeah. right? Uh, and me, like what justifies my purchase is whether or not I'm having a good time with it. Right, right, right. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I tend to, but I also look for very specific things in video games too. Like I like... Like, um, like I like stuff that's very loud and and kind of in your face, which was what I was looking for with Rage Two, which, you know, but uh, but it's got Andrew WK. So <laughs> turns out, turns out there's a lot of Andrew WK in the advertising and the advertising, uh, not so much in the actual game. Yeah. So, um, going back real quick, mm-hmm. you kind of sped past Tekken Seven. I'm glad you're still playing it because I bought it for you for dirt fucking cheap. The game is so I'm glad you're getting cool. enjoyment out well, of it. Well, so my first... Actu- I had a lot of fun with that game. My first actual uh, real good session with that is uh, I came over for our fighting game day. Yeah. And I was like, let's play Tekken 7. Cause oh, I ha- yeah, right, right, right. I haven't actually yeah. played it outside of the bowling. Yeah. Which uh, is fantastic. That game is just so good. That game just feels good yeah. to play. Yeah, it does. Um, and... I can't, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I'm getting pretty good with that geese Howard, if I do say so myself. You figure out his meter? Nope. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, that game's just fun to play. Like, there are very few games that I play where, there are very few fighting games that I play where, like, I like playing as any of the characters. Yeah. Uh, and. I find it to be a very relaxing fighting game. Yeah. And it's, it's just 3D fighting games in general. Like yeah. even Soul Calibur, I'm Which just a, less stressed playing yeah. those games. And I'm 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 feeling a little sad lately about about it because like I I haven't touched Samurai Showdown in a while, and I I I played it like man I played the game so much uh, at first, and then I just kind of fell off of it. Yeah, I mean even when initial impressions of the game started coming out. Because you and I had never been big into Samurai Showdown. Right. Uh, I kind of didn't think it would be for you, just in its slow pace, and you tend to play a bit more rushdown heavy. Yeah. Uh, well, I I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like it. Yeah, but like, oh no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, and I, but I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, it's hard to give an equal amount of attention to multiple games of the same genre. Yeah, like, especially when you're trying to, like, really improve uh, with... And I, I, like, I'm trying to get, I'm trying, I'm always trying to improve Mortal Kombat, and then, right. you know, I, that doesn't afford, and especially, that's, a, that's a, the main thing, is, I can make the transition from Mortal Kombat to Tekken, okay. Right. But going from Mortal Kombat to Samurai Showdown is just, like, that requires a different mindset that I, I And they're all three my, so different. Yeah. You know, but. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, Tom, yeah. what are we talking about this evening? I just want to talk about horror games. That's all I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know. I mean, I don't have anything specific I want to talk about, yeah. but uh, okay. So now that we're actually going to talk about fighting, uh, fighting games, horror games. Um, so I going back to Silent Hill. Yeah. Um, 
so a lot of people, you know, there are people who kind of uh, teeter between two and three as as their favorite Silent Hill games. Um, and I think that's interesting because specifically because I think that those two games are two very ki- different kinds of horror. Um, I think that um, I think that Silent Hill three is very much like the more like gore heavy like like kind of um, constant shriek horror, and I feel like Silent Hill two is more of like a like a like a lingering dread kind of horror. Yeah, I mean, I think both games. What I really like about Silent Hill is the enemy design. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, am- amongst other things, but like to me, these manifestations of different people's, uh, you know, problems, yeah, is more scary than a zombie. Sure, uh, and I think that Silent Hill two and three both are awesome in yeah. that way. Yeah. Uh, Heather's enemies are awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Silent Hill one, I think fell flat because it, it wasn't Harry's enemies. Yeah. It, they weren't just his that, manifestations. That, that tower's just they, fucked it up. It was Alessa's, you yeah. know? Uh, but, uh, yeah. Well, I like, I, I like Silent Hill two because like James is there to like, he's trying to find his, his wife and like, but it's just like, it always seems like every facet of that game, because there's obviously some guilt that he feels. Like, there's just, like, and it just feels like everything in that game is just a manifestation of that. And yeah. I, and I think that's really cool. Well, it, it's weird, right? Because, like, most of the enemies center around James and are spawned from James, right? Yes. But, like, obviously not all of them are. Tom, I, I screwed this on too tight. you think you can help yeah, me out with that? Let me take a look. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, I don't know how I got it on so tight. I got you. Okay. Thank you. But, like, my favorite enemy in that game is an enemy called Daddy. Do you remember this enemy? Uh, uh, Refresh me. It's a boss fight. Uh, There's this character. I forget her name. She's the one that's based off of Sandra Bullock. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the first the first woman you come across in town yeah uh her her character model is based off of sandra right. bullock from the net right <laughs> uh, great movie by the way uh and it's about the internet so like she's come to silent hill looking for her mom right um and obviously she was sexually abused by her father right and this is a boss fight and it's this enemy and you look at it, and it's like this weird square-shaped thing, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. And you start, like, you really look at it, and what it is is it's a human-shaped figure forcing itself on top of another human-shaped figure yeah. on a bed Yeah, that's walking around, and you're fighting that thing in yeah. a room with, like, these fleshy pistons going off. The game is that fucked are up. obviously supposed to simulate penetration. The game is fucked up. You know, right. Yeah. And I think that, I think that makes it much more scary than yeah. most, most horror well, games. Well, like, it's... Well, because I think that, like... I think that a lot of a lot of the time with horror games, which you are... Because I, I think that most people have, like, an inherent fear of death, right? So, like, yeah. I feel like a lot of horror games, like, kind of bank on that. Um, whereas, like, I think Silent Hill is more like, well, there are scarier things than dying. Right, and, right. And, uh, you know, like, a lot of that shit... That's why Silent Hill, I think, has always been just... It's it's one of the few horror games that I feel is actually interesting. Yeah. Uh, because it, it 
like at all like there's um there's always a statement being made with with all of the shit that you ha- that you see in those games um well in two right two specifically does not mention the order like there's nods to it here and sure. there but like that is not a part of that game's plot yeah well you know? whereas i th- i feel like silent hill one was very heavy on that shit. yeah one and three yeah. yeah um so that's it's neat that it stand on its own yeah the other Silent Hills don't really matter for Silent Hill 2, yeah. you know? And I think that's pretty cool. Um, uh, also, like, just little little things. Like, the soundtrack feels so fucking gross. Yeah. In, like, there's times where it's the, it's the actual soundtrack and there's no rhythm to it. You can't predict, like, how it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. And that's very weird. Like, it's, it's unsettling, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's things like the staircase in in the historical society, mm-hmm. which is just like fucking huge. Like if you walk it instead of run it, you're walking down the stairs for like almost three minutes. Yeah, and they modeled that whole thing. It's yeah. not a repeating thing. They yeah. made that. Sure. There's the labyrinth, and when you're turning that cube, that room is actually turning. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. it's fucking nuts. Yeah, and you know it's. They've got the the mirror has a reflection, right? At the very yeah. beginning of the game, the mirror has a reflection, which like the Order eighteen eighty six, which I still think is PS one of PS 4s best looking games. They couldn't do that, you yeah. Know? Um, yeah, and I that's another thing too is that like, um, for with Silent Hill, it's not enough just to be scary, right? Yeah, uh, it's not enough just to like show you scary shit. Yeah, uh, it it has to. It's one of those few times where I felt immersed in like what like the the world this like this game had built um and there's like and i feel like i felt drawn into it but also at the same time like you touched you you hit the nail on the head when you said it was unsettling yeah there aren't a lot of i've not played a horror game before or since that i would describe as unsettling um but like a lot of people go for that i think yeah but like they're they're like it's very ham-fisted and i feel like they're just trying to shock you I think there's games since then that have done similar things. I just don't think there's games that have done it quite as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I fucking love it. It's great. Yeah. And I'll probably play it many more times, you know? Yeah. So uh, do you remember your first experience with that game? Because I can say that that was, for me, it was high school, junior year. Uh, certainly high school at some point. So that yeah. game came out, I think, in 2001. I believe. 2002. Uh, I didn't play it right away. I know that. Yeah. But somewhere around then. Yeah. When PS2 was still the current generation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, I remember I remember buying that game brand new. I skipped school to do that. Came out the same day as Eco, I believe. I think so. Um, the cop, A fun fact about Eco, my copy of Eco uh, used to be owned by a Blockbuster. You I, know what's funny about that? Yeah. The copy of Silent Hill 2 that I bought off of eBay... Used to be owned by a blockbuster. Awesome. Came in a blockbuster case. Yeah. Um, but so, like, you know, you know, I'm thinking about horror games, right? And a lot of the time, um, I think that a lot of the time I kind of tend to avoid them now. And, like, as I've gotten older, because as I've gotten older, shit scares me easier. And so I can't really deal with it. What's funny is, like, I know you like them. Yeah, I do like them. But, like, I also like going to sleep. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, I think about, like, I think about my first experience with Outlast, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is like I was not ready for that fucking game. No one told me that games had gotten that scary. Well, you remember when that game came out? That, like all the major outlets were doing their staff reacts to Outlast. Like even like GameSpot and IGN were doing that shit. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. 
And like, and also, I had never played a, I had never played a horror game where I couldn't fight back. Yeah. Um. So that made it. So because like games like uh, like Silent Hill or Resident Evil, I take comfort in the fact that I can fight back. I like you know like that guy's fucking scary. Right. At least I have this gun and right. maybe I have a chance. With Outlast, like all like all I can do, I can run away and hide. And um, so my first experience with that, like not fighting back, was a Silent Hill game. It was Silent Hill Shattered Memories, which is kind of a reimagining of one. But the biggest problem with that game and the problem that people point to it and say it's a bad game, I think it's a good game, uh, is that the other world transitions in that game, like everything gets covered in ice and that's the only time you can be attacked. Yeah. So you know in that game every time you're safe and every time you're not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, I, when I think back to, when I think back to my first experience with Outlast, I think like, you know, like, like the like the the panic that like washes over me when like I'm like shit like I'm looking around the room like I gotta find where to hide I gotta hide somewhere, and like <laughs> and like knowing that at any time like, you're hiding under the bed. Remember when I had hid under the bed? Yeah. And the guy I saw his feet and I was freaking out and then he just like went down on the floor and saw me. Yeah. That that scared the shit out of me. Um, and. <laughs> You know, then like or hiding in a locker and like the guys like the guy might be in the room like looking around, like don't open this fucking locker. Yeah. And that's a really cool that's a really cool effect to have in your video game. But and, and Amnesia did it long before. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think Amnesia still holds up. I know like Corey doesn't think so, but yeah. but and Sinead didn't like it, but I liked it. Um you know, I, I think that like I think that there's something to be said for that. Cause like I when we were talking about Silent Hill, I think that you know, an implication that I was making was that like other other horror games are lesser because they don't do that stuff. No, I think that there are. I think that there's a place for every different kind of horror game, and I, could, I think that it just depends on what you're looking for. Absolutely. Um, because I think that a lot, uh, different horror games do different things well. Like, I don't think that I would like just based on what Silent Hill is and like kind of what those stories are trying to tell. I don't think it. I don't think I would like Silent Hill very much if the whole thing was jump scares mm-hmm. because it's not that kind of game, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think that yeah, there's I, very few jump scares. In yeah, I think that games like I think that games like Outlast definitely are. Yeah, um, and I think that and I don't particularly care for Outlast, but I do like that genre of horror. Yeah, you know, like I enjoyed Alien Isolation. Yeah, I enjoyed Amnesia. Uh, Outlast just doesn't really do it for me. Uh, you know what? What did do it for me was PT. But PT, I think Silent Hills, I believe, would have had combat. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, and, uh, you know, PT, there's not really enemies that can, like, harm you, yeah. you know? Like, not really. Uh, uh, I think I think PT's whole thing is just that it's just overall creepy. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very sad that game is never going to happen, but... I think, that, I think that Silent Hills would have had combat, but I also think that it would have been, like... I would think it would have been emphasized lesser than previous Silent Hill games. Yeah. Uh, interesting thing about about PT and Silent Hills, uh, there's this n- newer theory going around that Silent Hills was never going to come out mm-hmm. and that PT was Kojima's diss track to Konami. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to me, I was like, that sounds fucking ridiculous. But then, like, when you look into the evidence... Uh, in that in that argument's favor, like it seems very likely yeah. that that's the case. 
I mean, it could be. Um, I don't know that we'll ever know for sure. Um, But I, I also think that, like, I also think that, you know, Silent Hill is a is a series that for me has, you know, it had it had three hits and then a miss, right? Because like The Room? Yeah, because like I just The Room just well, no. Well, I guess The Room yeah, so it was, Four I, is The Room. Yeah. Yeah, for, yeah so I I I like the concept. I like the home se- the the homecept, the concept of The Room. I think yeah. that's a very cool concept, but the actual execution of it, like I just I wasn't into it. Um, a lot of people didn't like it. But, um, you know, but, you know, I'm very selective with my horror games, you know, these days because I, I, because I have to look and see like, what is it that I can handle? Because yeah. like, like you said, I like all, I like, I like horror games a lot, but like I can only handle so much, I think. Um, and I, and so I, I kind of look for different kind of, we're different ones. Um, but my mind has been drifting back lately. Uh, cause it's interesting that we were having a horror game conversation, uh, today because I was actually thinking of Clock Tower recently. Mm, I never played Clock Tower. Um, so, and it's funny because Clock Tower, I played both. I don't know if they ever made a third one, but I played Clock Towers one and two, and they're both like, they're. Well, you didn't play the Super Nintendo one. I did not because that was Japan only. They're both mechanically the same, mm-hmm. but thematically they're so different. It's yeah. weird, but like so. Uh, Clock Tower one focuses on the. Uh, I can't remember the, the, their names. I'm just gonna call them the Scissor Twins. I think that's actually <laughs> what they were called. <laughs> uh, I've seen them on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no! It was the the, the enemy is called the Scissor Man. Okay. And he's because he's got a giant pair of scissors. Yeah, scissor me timbers. Yes. <laughs> I played that game as a as a uh, as a 13 year old boy. And, Horrified. Well, so. I I was thinking of, I was thinking of revisiting that game because I want to see if I was actually right about it and that I think it's a, I think it's a point and click adventure game. Like I said, I've never touched it, uh, and I'm not sure because it because it has a lot of those. I know games. you're hiding. Yeah, so there's a lot of hiding. Um, but I remember like there was like there were like that game like on by today's standards, I don't think that game would scare me because I just think that like it's so clunky and like it looks ridiculous and I just I don't think it would work, but. I think that like a modern reimagining of that game would probably freak me out quite a bit. You know, I think it might scare you more than you think. I mean, not knowing anything about the game, but like like going back to Silent Hill 2, one of my big concerns was tank controls. Yeah. And the game lets you pick. You sure. want tank controls, you want more modern controls. The tank controls didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. So I don't think like controls, unless they're just god-awful, would really get to you. Yeah. Uh, and then like... As far as visually, did you ever play Lone Survivor? Mm-mm. Lone Survivor is a little indie game. For the longest time, it was PC only. Uh, eventually came to consoles. It's a 2D sprite-based survival horror game. Okay, It's basically 2D Silent Hill, but it looks like a, like a fucking Super Nintendo game. Mm. And that game is fucking scary, yeah. you know? like Yeah, so, um, yeah, and maybe... Uh, I don't really have. I don't know of a way to easily play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I, like because I, cause, well, I guess if I could, well, you know what? There is an easy way because I can just buy a copy of it off the internet and put it on the PlayStation Two, and there you go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that game was like I played a lot of that game, you know, back back when it first came out, and I just thought I thought like conceptually it was just really cool because like the only horror, the only 
at that time, the only um, only exposure I had to horror really was Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Um, that's not surprising. Yeah, I think that's most of us, right? Yeah, but um, did you ever play a game called D? No, I don't think so. Uh, so I, I believe it might have come out on PlayStation, but it definitely came out on Sega Saturn or Sega Saturn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was kind of an adventure game in the same vein as like Mist, but like um, I like Mist a lot. Uh, but it was just like I'm pretty sure there's Draculas in it. Yeah, uh, I never actually played that. The D's for Dracula. But I played D two, which was uh, which came out. I think the D is for Dracula actually. Yeah. Uh, Judgment Day. Sure. D two. <laughs> uh, I tried to make. I tried to think of a, a Dracula themed Terminator joke, and I I got nothing. But, um, so D two um, came out for Sega Sega Dreamcast, and it basically is it's a it's an open world uh, horror game uh, that I'm pretty sure it takes place in Alaska. There's just uh, there's a lot of snow and shit around, so I, I think it's Alaska. Yeah. Um, and you play as this woman named, I want to say her name is Laura something. Basically a plane, you're, you're on a plane, the plane crashes, I think you're a flight attendant or something. And you're basically wandering around this wilderness trying to figure out a way to get to safety and just basically survive. Mm-hmm. And um, so the the game is broken up into two kind of modes. Like there's an exploration mode. Where you're running around in the snow, and later on you get a snowmobile, and you're like zipping around, and other, and then it goes into combat, which goes to, as a it goes into a first person view, and you kind of shoot the enemies like that, mm-hmm. um, and then you kind of like try to find like you try to wander around, try to find supplies and ammunition and stuff like that, um, and the game isn't in it isn't in and of itself like scary. I know that it's trying to be, but it's it's not. But it does some it 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 has a lot of interesting presentation around it that I think that. If better people made, if a better team made that game, I think that it definitely has a lot of potential to it. Yeah, but it like does like a lot of. I've I'm always been a big fan of like little touches, like where it comes to like details and animations and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. Um, so like for example, like think about when you pick up uh some ammunition in a Resident Evil game, right? Like you pick up the you pick you pick up the box of you pick up the box of bullets, and then it just goes in your inventory. That's it, right? Right. What I liked is whenever Laura would pick up, like, like she'd find a box of ammunition, like box of bullets or box of shotgun shells or whatever. We have the box, and then she'd shake it to see if there's anything in it. And mm. I thought that was really neat. Well, you know, that reminds me of one that I know we both like. Uh, c- Condemned. Hell yeah, Condemned. I really Condemned love Condemned is fucking that, cool, like, man. I love that you have to take your magazine out and count your ammo. Yeah. You know, that's so cool. Yeah, and Condemned is cool, man. And, like, I, you know... And it, you know what? You bought it for me on PC not mm-hmm. too long ago. And, like, visually, it still looks pretty good. Yeah. Oh, man, that game is so cool. So, like, I like horror games where there aren't any, like, I, don't, I like horror games that, like, don't lean on, like, a supernatural kind mm-hmm. of thing. Okay. Um, or, like, I don't, I like that there's not, like, any, like, crazy, because uh, Resident Evil is, like, very sci-fi horror, right? And it's got all those crazy monsters and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I like that Condemn doesn't have any of that. It's just, like, it's just a bunch of, like, really Crack violent. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, a really, a lot, like, a bunch of really violent people who want to hurt you. And, like, and what we've seen that before, right? We've seen that in brawlers, like, all the time. Like, every brawler is But it's not presented that, that way. Right. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're in, you're in a, you're in a building, a condemned one. 
Sure. And <laughs> and like there's and like the it's so creepy. It's like it's because like you're walking around these hallways of this derelict building and like you just hear footsteps yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And you don't know where the fuck they're coming from. And then before you know it, some dude like jumps out at you, starts swinging at you. It's just so effective. It's great. Um, and they, that game uses sound so well. Um, and it uses like the visuals in that game are just so because it's like it's all dark and grimy all the time. And it's just so like there's just all that that sense of like impending doom. Yeah, I think, and I th- and I think that a lot of games, that game is one of those few games that one of those horror games that has a heavy emphasis on combat that is also tense and scary. And I don't think a lot of games do that because I think a lot of the horror games in my in my experience, they lend a lot either on the environment and using that to scare you, or they go the heavy combat angle and yeah. don't really worry about scaring you, but they throw some stuff that would be scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, Condemned is an interesting case where it kind of strikes a balance between the two that's kind of perfect. Um, I wish Sega would kind of revisit that, but um, I feel like they won't. <laughs> yeah, well, people weren't biting, you know. Yeah, they made two of them, bitches. Yeah, I never played the second one. Uh, second one. Okay, so the second one does get into supernatural territory. Um. So I'm okay with that. Uh, I like that stuff. Yeah. So basically, you're no longer in the FBI because, well, you proved to be kind of a liability because of all your hijinks in the first game. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so at some point in the game, there are these people. Uh, you remember how in Skyrim they had the, the shout? Yes. Okay. Well, there's an organization of people in Condemned 2 okay. that have that going on. Okay. And then later... You have it going on. Sounds and weird. It is kind of weird. Uh, something that like somebody does something to your throat that makes it so you can do that. It's it's weird. Um, but I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad game per se. But I think that the first one was so much better because I don't think the second one is actually that scary. I think it's more action heavy. Yeah. Um. But man, Condemned was super effective. So we can't do a horror episode and not talk about Resident Evil a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Resident Evil Remake 1. So fucking scary. To me, is so such an interesting game. It came out at a time where there were a lot, not a lot of remakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yes, remakes existed. We had Mario All-Stars before sure. that, right? But, like, it wasn't a common thing. Yeah. And, like, they did such a good job with it. I mean, we've talked about it on the show before that that's w- one console generation jump between the original Resident Evil and yeah. its remake. Yeah. And look at how different they look. Yeah. That Resident Evil remake is still released on modern platforms and holds up next to just about anything on those current platforms, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's because of uh, pre-rendered backgrounds for right. the most part, which is a large part of the reason that I love pre-rendered backgrounds. I love pre-rendered backgrounds because they can look so good, even on some old hardware. Right. Uh, you know, the original Spencer Mansions still looks pretty decent compared to other environments on PS1. Right. Um, I also love the fact that it's more realistic, not in that how you interact with it, but in that we've talked about, like, let's say there's a chair. Mm-hmm. And then in another room, there's a chair. Well, in most 3D games, that would be the exact same model. Sure. And in a game with pre-rendered backgrounds, it almost never is, which right. is much more true to life. Yeah. Uh, fixed camera angles, I think, is something that needs to come back. I think I would have liked Resident Evil 2 Remake more if it at least gave the option for fixed camera angles. Yeah. Fixed camera angles means that you can't see what you're walking into a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that alone is scary. Yeah. You know? 
Uh, don't get me wrong. I love the uh, the camera yeah. in RE2 remake. Well, but... I, I think so with um with those older Resident Evil games, like I think that the thing about those camera angles is that they were so expertly placed mm-hmm. that like it would have been really easy to put one of those cameras in the wrong spot and just like fuck the whole thing up. Yeah. But they were so expertly placed at each at like at every single section of the game. And that just added to the tension. And like especially when like when you hear you hear like a zombie moaning or him walking towards you. Yeah. And you can't see that shit. And like he's like, well, with that camera transition, I might get chomped. Well, speaking to that, like my favorite thing is like when it's a uh, top down shot. Yeah. Like you're walking down a hallway and you see something go across the top. Yeah. That your character can't see, like yeah. that type of shit. You yeah. Know? That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and what I like about the what I like about both Resident Evil remakes is that they were updated in just the right way to make them scary in the current gen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, you talked about Crimson Heads before. Those are so fucking scary. It's so scary. It's so scary. It's so scary. But like, I think my favorite thing, more than anything else, about both of them, they both do this, which was my my my. The thing I like the most about Remake 2, because I wasn't expecting it, in that they explain things that the originals kind of left unexplained. You know, Resident Evil 1 Remake explains, like, why this Spencer Mansion is so fucked up and weird. Mm -hmm. And RE2 Remake explains why the police station is so weird, you know? Like, I love that shit. Yeah, because in the original version of Resident Evil 2, they don't know why the police station looks like that. And why there's all these fucking puzzles and yeah. weird shit, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, that's really neat. And I, I think that, like, um, I think what I like about it is these games, like, neither of those games comes off as a, like, as a cash grab or anything like that. Because it just seems like they seem, like, like they're, they're crafted by people who actually, like, really like those games. And that's what I like about it. Well... You know, uh, so Shinji Mikami, mm-hmm. Resident Evil Man. Uh, That's what they call him. My favorite thing, not my favorite, what I, something I really like a lot is when a creator remakes their own creation because technology has advanced. Yeah, it's like this is like if, right. if this technology existed then, this is how this game would have right, been. Right, right, right. And that's Mikami with yeah. remake, right? Like, yeah. like it's like Wes Craven with The Hills Have Eyes, you know. Uh, only one of those two movies is good. <laughs> sure, but but you know what I mean. Like I, I like that. That's, that's very interesting to me. Yeah. Um. You know, so Mikami's most recent game, at least that I know of, is the first Evil Within. Yeah. Uh, which I've played some of. You've played some of. Neither of us have, have finished. But I mentioned to you the other day that while I am really enjoying my time with the game, it's not scary to me, mm-hmm. and it feels more like a stealth game than a survival horror game. Yeah, so, like, it definitely does. Because, like, it actually, like, you actually have, like, a, like one of those, like, the classic stealth crouch walk in the yeah. game. And yeah. um, and I think, you Tossing know, objects for distraction and yeah. knifing things in the head from behind. Lots of knifing things in the head. Like, the, the first two or three levels of that game, I didn't fire a single shot. Sure. You well, know? like, you play it right, you don't have to. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Um. And I and I think but that it feels, but it's cool. But like, it's supposed to be a horror game from the guy that didn't create the genre, but definitely popularized it, mm-hmm. right? And like, the whole time, it's like I'm hunting them. 
You know, if it doesn't feel right. Yeah, you're a Rambo. Yeah, yeah. I told you to stop following me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm enjoying the gameplay. Yeah. Well, I but, see, uh, well, it comes off to me as kind of like, like Resident Evil is his main band and Evil Within is a side project. And I think that like, um, because I, th- I think that there are different spaces of horror to kind of explore. Um, and I think that each of them is like, it, I think that they're each two, di- two very different kinds of horror. And I think that, but I do think that like Evil Within, while isn't scary to me, um, it has some like, it has some shit that like is kind of, cre- that is like, I do think is creepy. I just don't think it's like, it doesn't scare me per se. It's a stealth game wrapped up like a horror game, man. It's it's a stealth game in horror games clothing, you know? Yeah. But isn't that like, you know, I feel like, you know. Like if you're scared of the chainsaw man chasing you, if, mm-hmm. if that's scary to you, then yes, I'm sure it's a scary game, yeah. you know? But like what scared me when I was 10 is not what scares me when I'm 36, sure. you know? Yeah. Uh, who has the scarier chainsaw man, Resident Evil or Evil Within? Evil Within. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like I don't know. I I do like it, but I don't like it because it's a horror game. Sure. I, you know, I like it for other. It's reasons. a it's it's a it's it's a game you like that happens to be marketed as a horror game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which the primary reason why I wanted to play through that game is one, I want to actually play through that game, and two. I want to play Evil Within too. Mm. I want to see what's the deal with that milk. Which is interesting because that's not Mikami, right? Right. But uh, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, we talked before about um, Doom Three, and Doom Three is the only horror Doom game. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I can tell, like, it's very obvious what they're going for, right? Um, it's very obvious what they're going for in that game. And, you know, like with the way that like the levels are designed, the kind of lighting that they use in the game. Yep. And flashlight uh, mechanic. All yeah. That. And all, and it, you know, it personally to me, it wasn't very effective. Um, I, it's, it was creepy I, to me at the time. Uh, there I, were, Cause it looked so good when it came out. Yeah. You know? Um, a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the creepiness for me came from like reading like, uh, text journal Mm -hmm. entries and stuff like that like there's a there's an entry uh in that game that like has always stuck out to me where uh the uac uh was like they they had found they had opened the portal to hell yeah and and like they sent a probe through and like to like capture video and stuff and it was talking about like on the video like it's talking about how like it's all all these eyes like these glowing eyes around it yeah and i was like that's creepy um hell is a creepy place i'm sure um, but you know, I, that game wasn't effective as a horror game to me. I enjoyed playing it, but I enjoyed playing it more as a, I kind of played it as an action game. Yeah. Um, well, what's interesting is like, uh, like when visceral talks about dead space, they point to a few different things, right? They talk about alien and they talk about event horizon. Sure. They never bring up doom three, but I've seen a lot of doom three in dead space. At yeah. least in the first dead space. I also see a lot of event horizon in dead space. Yeah. <laughs> But I think it works well. Yeah. Like Dead Space One to me was a scary game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I think that I think that it it had that thing. I think that um, it, I think that Dead Space and Mass Effect had the kind of the same trajectory. And that as the series had gone, as the series like progressed, it became more of an action game. Mm-hmm. Like like if you if you take a if you take a look at Mass Effect One compared to Mass Effect Three, like right. 
you know, and same Mass Effect One was an RPG. Yeah, You're right. <laughs> uh, and same same thing with with uh, with Dead Space One through Three because like you by the time you get to three like like I'm doing a lot of shooting. But I think that's a problem with all of these series. You know, the same could be said for Resident Evil. The same could be said for Silent Hill. Sure. You know. Yeah, and and I guess like I mean at the end of the day like. You still want to make money, right? And if people want to play action games that are horror games, then what are you going to make, right? I mean, Resident Evil Five, yeah, sold crazy, yeah, you know, and that is an action action game, yeah. But like, it, man, I cannot overstate how how scary Dead Space One actually is. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, so I mean, that's one thing I want to get into is I think a big thing for me with these games is setting. Whether it's Spencer Mansion, yeah. whether it's Silent Hill, yeah. or the Ishimura, like those are some fantastic places to have. A, yeah, have a and game. I and I've always had a soft spot, and I think it's because of my affinity for Alien. But I've always had a soft spot. Oh yeah, for like for like spaceships, like yeah, for bad sure. shit happening on spaceships. Um, so, what's your favorite horror game setting? Well, Ishimura, I think, is probably going to be my number one. Damn. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Uh it's it's good because it feel it feels lived in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh the little sectors that you go to, like they make sense and yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could see how a community of people could could, could live there and it's it's, it's yeah. interesting. Um I really like the Queen Zenobia, which is the ship from Revelations one. Yeah. I just think like it's not a ghost ship, but like you get that vibe. Sure, you know? I think ghost. I think ghost ship stuff is really. It's cool It's like Spencer too. Mansion. It's not a haunted mansion, but yeah. you get that vibe. You know. Yeah, I think I think that stuff is really cool too, and also like, um, well, and I, it moves realistically, right? Yeah. Like the boat doesn't rock like crazy, but it's ever so slight, yeah. just like a giant ship is. Yeah, and know? that and that's cool. Like yeah. that's kind of that's more of it, and I think that um, a runner up to the Ishimura though, like. Uh, I really like the setting for um, Until Dawn. Like, yeah, Until Dawn. That's a good good pull there. Good yeah. pull there. I always forget about Until Dawn, and like, like while it is Scream, it's really good. Yeah, like you know? like shit like like shit in the woods is scary. Yeah, but like for somebody like shit and like and like snowy woods is yeah, more yeah. scary to me. Good pull. Um, that was a good game. That was a good game. Yeah, um, and I and I I liked it. I liked it a lot in that like. It was, it brought, it, there's, like, a lot of nostalgia in that game. Like, there's just, like, like, these people, like, uh, Supermassive, like, obviously really, really like, like, slasher movies. Like, 90s teen yeah. horror movies, And, like, right? and they, they do it. It's they, I Know What You Did Last yeah, Summer. Yeah, they've, like, they've made it, they've made it really, they did a really good job with that. Yeah. The only thing that I didn't like. I love Peter Stormare. I love him so much, but he does not belong in that game. Um, I, you know, I think because I think that like a lot, like every time it went back, they kind of just pulled me out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, until Dawn had had some really good stuff. And as much as I really, 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 really don't like this game, um, Dead by Daylight. I've never actually played it. I really don't like that game, but I think that. Almost all of the almost all the villains that they made for that game are really cool. Um, I also think the villains that they licensed for that game are really cool too. But that I'm not going to really count those because, like, I mean, yeah, Michael Myers is rad, but sure, like, sure. Uh, um, but like a lot of the villains that they made for that game are really cool. Um, and I think that I think that's 
I don't think that the environments themselves like are like anything like particularly special. But I think placing those villains in that game are really cool. And I think that they could have I think that Dead by Daylight would have been so much better, honestly, if it weren't a competitive multiplayer game. Yeah, I, but I mean, that's what was selling, you know? Yeah, I uh, just, I think that that game, I think that that game, and because I think that, like, what they could have done. And that, I believe, I could be wrong about this, I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be the Friday the 13th game until the yeah, licensing issue. Yeah, um, but, like, I think that it would have been cool if instead of doing that, instead of doing the whole asymmetrical multiplayer thing with it, I think it would have been really cool if they did a, um, if they broke it up in the way that like Left 4 Dead is kind of broken up into those little camp, into those yeah, campaigns. Little chapters, yeah. And I think that would have been cool. Like give like each of those is like a different feller. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that would have been cool. I, I think I would like the game a whole lot more if it were that. Sure. Um, but uh, uh, shout out to uh, Europe. In Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Somewhere in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> While I don't think Resident Evil 4 is particularly scary, that first little village yeah. is nice Absolutely. And Absolutely. You know? Especially with, like, because, like, because Leon gets there, and he's, like, and, like, it's funny how skeptical Leon is because, like, he's, like, the shit that Leon is seeing, yeah. and he's, like, he's, like, they're camp. <laughs> like, he's, like, what is going on? Like, I yeah. would just assume, like, I would just assume somebody's made a virus and shit's going down. That's one problem with RE2 Remake is, like, I really like some of the voice lines that they give the characters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just Claire and, and Leon. Yeah. But, like, Claire specifically, when her lines of dialogue repeat, don't make sense. Like, when you when you see a zombie and you're like, what the hell's wrong with you? You wouldn't say that. I was like, I know what's up you now. You wouldn't say that three hours into the game, <laughs> yeah. you know? Because, like, I yeah, she was like, because, like, uh, I remember we were near the end of our playthrough, and I shot a zombie, and she's still like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly, I'm like, exactly. I'm like, I... At the beginning, yeah, when they say that sure. stuff, it's great. Yeah. But, like, yeah. cut it off at a point, you know? Yeah. Um, shit, I forgot what I was saying. But um, I wanted... To, I did want to talk about... Um, about Darkest Dungeon for a second, um, because I consider that game to be a horror game. I uh, could see why why you would, and uh, you know, I think that is one of those few horror games that I've played where I've played horror games where the 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 PC was scared, but I've never I've never played a horror game where the, they they suffered like lasting effects from like the shit that they saw. Mm. And I thought I also thought that was really I think that's one of the more compelling aspects of that game. Sure, is the idea of like, like the like the acknowledgement that seeing mutated pigmen or un or like being chased by like undead anybody is like stressful as hell and is fucking terrifying. Yeah, and the acknowledgement that like these people who are going to this who are going into these dungeons, like aren't maybe not ready for that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, I think that was really cool. And on top of that, like while his lines do repeat, I do think that the narrator's uh, quips and comments is always effective. Yeah. I think that they, I think that like the, he, like the things that he said, just like hang over everything that happens in the game. And like, and it's just so like, bleak which is something i like about it like even like even in your successes like the things you say just like so bleak like basically like that was really good but you know in the end we're all dead anyway yeah, and yeah. it's just like very that's that kind of vibe and i i like that um 
you know, and like this whole game is just like dark and gross. Yeah. And, you know, that's it's really cool. And especially considering the fact that like the animation in that game is just so simple. It's just two frames for everybody. Like basically like and I just think it's I think it's really neat. Um I like I like that. I like the your uh your take on that. That's that's cool. Yeah. And and I and I'm I'm sure my take isn't unique, but like I mean, I've not played Darkest Dungeon. I yeah. know what the game looks like. I yeah. know what the game is about and all that. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. You know, if I had to pick one that I don't think most people would consider horror, I think uh, it's a good comedic horror game. Uh, Abe's Odyssey. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely, yeah. Because, like, I mean, you're going to be eaten. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he thought he was doing what's, a good job. What's not horrifying about Yeah, he that? thought he had a good it's job. It's and green, you know? Yeah, like, um... Well, like it's because that, that, and they they reveal that very very quickly, right? Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like right away, the opening cutscene. Cut yeah, he's just like, they're gonna eat us. Yeah, and like, and you're trying to fucking escape. Yeah, um, being eaten. <laughs> yeah, and like try to get as many of your as many of your dudes out with you. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, and it's I think that like not only do people not think of Abe's Odyssey as a horror game typically, I just think that typically people don't think of Abe's Odyssey, which is a fucking shame. Because that's that game true. is, because that game is, I think that game is so yeah. great. You know, Lorne um, Landing, man, Lorne Landing. Yeah, um, it's funny because Oddworld Inhabitants does still exist, yep. and but they just, well, they're putting out this newer one that plays like the older ones. Yeah, um, same engine as New and Tasty. Yeah, uh, so that'll be cool. But uh, yeah, uh, the, also stories untold. Mm, yeah. Like, oh man, that's so fucking cool. Like, yeah. like that whole like the whole dressing around that game is so like yeah, yeah. cool and I, and like the funny thing about about stories untold is I can't and as much as it's kind of like in the same like the same uh, feeling that I get when I play um, Control mm -hmm. is like there's so much weird shit going on yeah I can't put my finger on it yeah but it's just like it's in the back of my head that's yeah, just yeah. so weird um yeah and stories untold like. I consider it a horror game, but yeah. I could see why some people might not. Yeah. But like, what I like about Stories Untold, it's it's going back to the, you're talking about like uh, Silent Hill being unsettling. Like it lingers, you yeah. know. Like that game stays with you. Yeah. Long after you're done playing it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is my favorite kind of horror, whether it be a game or a movie or whatever. Yeah, and well, I think that. Primarily because it's just it's unique, you know. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of there aren't a lot of de developers who do something that is so um, because everything about uh, everything about stories untold that is scary about it is kind of like it's kind of wrapped up in the mechanics and the text. Yeah. Um. And you know. And I. I think I just think that's I think that's just really really neat. Um. And, and I like when games can have that aha moment, mm -hmm. like when everything, like nothing made sense, and then suddenly everything makes sense. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, uh, and and like, you know, there are games though that I've been, and I mean in the story, not in the puzzles. Yeah, you know, in the story, you don't know what the fuck this is about. Yeah, and then suddenly you do, and it hits you so fucking hard. Yeah, shout out to the horror section of, uh, uh, uh what remains of Edith Finch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like it's very, uh, very campy, but obviously yeah, it was very, supposed to be very tales from the crypt. Yeah, uh, and I thought that was, I thought that was really neat. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. Like the, like the comic strip, mm -hmm. like sort of feel, like the way it was narrated. I thought that was that shit was really cool. Uh, and they have the Halloween music. Yeah, very briefly. Yeah. Um, um, and so like, 
one of the things that like I really I I've always really found interesting is portrayals of hell in movies and video games because I just I just feel like it's always interesting different people's takes on what that prob- what that might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I I I was and it's not necessarily a game that I that I played, but it's a game that I wanted to play and then like I heard a bunch of shit about it and I didn't want to play it anymore. Was Agony? Ah. Uh. Uh, um, because I thought like, I was like, man, that's just so like, because usually when like, cause I think about like, I think about different versions of hell. They usually have a lot of lava and fire going on. Yeah, Dante's Inferno. D- Doom. And well, yeah. you know, Dante's Inferno <laughs> was a little different because I think that, um, I think that, like, cause I think that, I think, um, I think that it went with like the way it was presented in the titular Inferno, uh, which was like all those different circles of hell. So like not all of them had fire, but they were all kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, and which is funny because when I when I first played that game, I was like, man, this is so fucking cool. It is cool. So, and then like and but like I went back to it recently and yeah. I was like, it's still cool, but like it also aged badly. It so, did. So but like I think the concept of it is cool. But like with Agony, like I what I like I when I saw that, I was like, man, it's just it's just it's just gross and like and dark. But like what got me about Agony and was just like I think about like you know, portrayals of hell and like Doom and Dante's Inferno. And with Dante's Inferno, like there's like a lot of screams going on. It's like a lot of screaming happening. And with Doom, there's, there's a lot of like, well, there's a lot of shit going on because your gun's going off all yeah, the time. And, and flying all over the map. We're like with Agony and everything that I saw of it, like it was gross and everything, but it was also like very quiet. Yeah. And like that was like creepy in and of itself to me. I think you should check out a game called Scorn. Yeah, you were showing me Scorn, which yeah. was supposed to be like, it's not out yet, and yeah. I don't know that it's supposed to be hell, but like it's very Geiger looking, yeah, and like just just real dark. Uh, yeah, I I just I wanted to play Agony, but then I heard a bunch of stuff like there's a lot of like a lot of yeah, like me a lot, too. Me like too. a lot of really bad shit. And I don't know if Scorn's on. gonna be good, uh, not, but it looks. I good. mean, there's no way to know, but like, it looks cool. It might already be out. I'm not yeah. not even sure, but it yeah. looks awesome. Um, but yeah, you know, and I want to like I really really want like. I want to play more horror games, you know, but I, I, but I'm at the point in my life where like, cause I think about like where I was when I first started playing horror games and it was very much like, just make it bloody and that's all I need. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like make it bloody and that's all I care about. Right. But yeah. now I was like, I'm, you know, I'm 35 years old and I'm just like, oh, I just I want a little bit more. That's I, what I, makes me so sad about Silent Hills. Yeah. Uh, just the names attached. So when you beat PT, right, you see the trailer and yeah. you, and you see Norman Reedus. You see three names. You know, you see Hideo Kojima, you see Guillermo del Toro, and then Norman Reedus, of course. Yeah. Then we learn later that Junji Ito is attached to it, mm-hmm. and like he had his book right over there. Yeah, and like if you can, if you could make a video game that looked like Del Toro's freaky ass monsters sure. or Junji Ito's like really fucked up shit, like yeah. that'd be so cool. Yeah, because I, I remember watching Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. And, man, that shit was fucked up. Even Hellboy. Like, I wasn't a Hellboy fan. Yeah. But like the, he did some really good yeah. stuff with Hellboy. Um, uh, but, but like, but you know, you're talking about games that take place in hell. And, like, James going through the woods in Silent Hill 2 yeah. is supposed, like, that takes from the Divine Comedy. Yeah. That's supposed to be his descent into hell, yeah. you know. Uh, Which I think, so Dante's Inferno is what made me read the Divine Comedy. Yeah. And which is like, 
I don't know why I did that. You're I'm, talking about viscerals, Dante. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, also what's funny is that there's a Dante's Inferno movie, not based on the video game, starring, what is uh Dermot Mulroney. I don't know who that is. He's a <laughs> he's a actor from like who was really popular in the nineties. Got a little he's had a little bit of resurgence lately. Um <laughs> it, I watched the Dante's Inferno movie that was supposed to be like anyway anyway. Uh I read the Divine Comedy and I don't know why I did that, because I when I read it, I was just like, I don't I don't get subtext. And so I was just like but I wanted to read it just to say that I did it. Anyway. But I do think like now going back to it. Yeah. And like getting like a more, because getting a more like um, um, modern translation of it, mm. like I want someone to do another game based on that, yeah. not that game. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> but yeah. I would like Maybe someone not to, an action game. Yeah, because but, yeah. I, I think that like I think that what I think that the thing with Dante's Inferno is that it was it was an action game that used the that used the Inferno like as kind of a backdrop. But like it didn't do like it didn't do a whole lot with that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that like because like it was I think that they kind of stopped at they would like they would have you could talk to Virgil at the when he entered each circle. And oh he, yeah. And he would give you some like he would give you context as to give what you some lip. Yeah, he'd give you <laughs> <laughs> You could talk to Virgil at, at at you know at each at the entrance to each circle and he would tell you more about the stuff. But then, like, kind of stopped it there. Yeah. I mean, I th- and I don't think that I think that the the extent at which Dante engaged with that stuff was just like killing everything. Well, it's interesting. I think like because I watched the Dev Diaries for that game. Yeah. Uh, leading up to its release, and like the team talked about like the creature design, uh, in that like they were really trying to make enemies that made sense for those areas. Sure. And I could see where the, where they were doing that, yeah. But it also seemed like it was a teenager's interpretation of sure. those things, you know. Yeah. Not to be insulting, I like that game. Yeah. But uh, yeah. You know, and you know, I I think that the concept of of Dante's Inferno is very interesting. I just think that the execution, um, you know, I did I th- I liked everything. I liked everything as far as like I liked the art in that game like a whole lot. Uh, but I also liked um, what stuck out to me with that game was like. Um, their their representation of like of Lucifer mm-hmm. and like how just like this kind of like ethereal kind of like smoke feller mm-hmm. who made out with your wife a lot and that first cutscene though man so cool like, yeah it holds up that first cutscene holds up um, and Not I, that it's like particularly well acted or anything but that's the animation yeah man it's gorgeous yeah and I I would like it's for like EA money right there man. <laughs> yeah and you know I think that like I think that because of Dante's Inferno um I don't think that we're going to see another game explore the nine circles anytime in the near future but I would like to yeah. because I think that oh I think that there is an amazing horror game there yeah um just no one's made it yet but um you know I I also think that you know there are things the Again, like we go back to Silent Hill 2, I like the idea of because I think that with Silent Hill 2, and actually to an extent Dante's Inferno did it too, they did it the whole thing was like, well, dying sucks. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that's worse than dying. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's where the money is. Uh just from a, just visually, and I do like the game quite a bit, but like some of the level design for Hellblade Senua's sacrifice 
is like real good and creepy, man. Yeah. Really good. When you're walking through that like waist high guck of blood yeah. and all that. Like, and I uh. think that and I think that they're like I think and I'm glad that you brought up that game because um and I th- the creature design, that yeah. fucking crow thing. Yeah, man. I think I think that that game is scary in a way that isn't often explored. Um and very effectively at that. Um but I don't I don't think that we're going to see that stuff very I don't think we're going to see anything like that in the near future. But yeah, and like, I wouldn't consider it to be a horror game. Yeah, but like there are but, there are scary parts about it, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there are, there are parts where like, again, like unsettling, right? And there were parts in that game where like I was legitimately unsettled. Yeah. Um, and I, and that was, that was, those were the parts that like really resonated with me. Um, but I think also that where there are so many, you know, areas that I think people can explore because I think that a lot of it, a lot of what people go for when they make a horror game, is there's there's someone with something sharp and they're coming after you yeah. and that's kind of where it ends. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I think that we like I think that people, I, especially with how far video games have come in the la- like since Silent Hill Two came out, I think that there are so many cool things that people could do with that with the horror game genre that you know haven't been explored yet. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um. And I think that what they did with Alien Isolation was exceptional. Yeah. Um I love the idea of giving you of giving you a gun, but also like Yeah. You know, it's 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 okay with the working Joes. Yeah. That's what they were called, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like it's not gonna work against that xenomorph. Yeah. Um and I think and I think stuff like that is really cool. Um and I, and I think that we can I think that there are so many ways to do like a really cool horror game that um haven't explored and i think that but i do think that if if companies listen to me <laughs> okay okay because what i've said was all what everybody's talking about not everybody but whenever they show you these machines uh these new machines that they're coming out with in the next year right they want you to know how great these games look right fine games looking good is great but make interesting games too and I think that if you, I think that utilizing like the capabilities of new hardware to make more uh, like mechanically interesting games and make more thematically interesting games is what I'm what I'm hoping to see. So I'm hoping because we got Outlast in the first year of the PlayStation Four, so I'm hoping that we get a really cool horror game the first year of the PlayStation Five or Xbox, whatever it's called. Oh, I mean, we get a cool horror game every year. Yeah. You know, we will, yeah. but it's just. I don't think that that hardware is going to give us anything drastically new because that hardware already exists in the PC space, you know. Yeah. Well, but I like being spooked. Yeah. Um, and I hope that someone spooks me again soon. But there are games that I haven't played yet that are out there that I'm sure would spook me. Yeah. But uh, shout out to Metroid. Metroid, I believe, is a great horror game, and I don't think a lot of people look at it as a horror game. Yeah. But I don't know if that's because it's Nintendo or because the it's you know old sprite sprite work and shit. But mm-hmm. like Super Metroid starts you in a lab with dead bodies all over the floor. You know, uh, fucking Metroid Fusion basically has Mister X coming after you. You know, like well, here's the thing: is that I think that a big part of why people don't see them as horror games is because like they don't advertise them that way. Like I think back to the way they advertise Super, uh, Super Metroid, and like it's just like very fast, 
like cuts and like yeah. of like Samus doing like action heavy shit. So I think that I like know. I never really saw advertisements for that game. Yeah, I think that a lot of what's going to affect people's perception or how people view your game, like or what of what kind of game it is, is very much how you present it when you're trying to sell it to them. I think it's looking back at games like that. Yeah. It's hard to remember what it was like playing games like that when that's what you sure. had. Sure. Well, and you used your imagination to fill well, in the blanks. Even then, like I, rem- you know? I remember renting Super Metroid, yeah. and like I just, I didn't get that vibe. Yeah. But I was also ten, and I wasn't able. I didn't have the critical thinking skills that I have now, right? Sure. So, um, you know, I, I think that like if I look back on, it, I could see that stuff. Yeah. But you know, um, you know, I, I think that. You know, a lot of those games were just. I think that a lot of those games were played. I don't. I can't. I can't speak for what the age group of those games being played was back then because I. I just don't know. But I think about the games that did come out then, and and I just. I had always seen Metroid as an action game, again because that's how it had been presented to me. And it is an action game. Yeah. But can't uh, it be both? Oh, absolutely. You know? Condemned was both. Exactly. So, um, oh man, I was thinking about. I was just thinking. Okay. I was thinking about how I was thinking about Metroid Prime, yeah, and how that was first person, yeah. I'm thinking about Condemned, how that was first person. Okay, if they made a Metroid Prime that was like Condemned, not like obviously not like <laughs> what? no, like I'm saying like you know because like I think that like Metroid Prime, I didn't think that I think that a lot of it like was really brightly lit. There's always a lot of vivid colors going on. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that it lent itself well to that kind of tone. Yeah, Prime I don't think was particularly scary. Yeah, but if they present like like think about it this way. Like um if we had a Metroid Prime that was in an environment that was similar to the Ishimura. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be really cool. I don't know about I don't know, I don't know how about how scary it would be, but I think it would be a really good attempt at that stuff. But that's not going to happen. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the next Metroid game is going to be. But uh, it's Prime Three is the next or Prime Four is the next one. Is that what it is? Yeah. So it's probably it's probably not going to be that, but it's probably not going to be what I was talking about. Or maybe yeah. it is. I don't know. I haven't seen anything for it because you know it's not. I don't work at Nintendo, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know I I think I think that um I th- that's another thing too is that first person horror is the, is something that I think has been saturate has saturated the market uh, as far as horror games are concerned, but I don't think very many people have done it very well. Yeah. Um. And I said because I think like a lot of it's like just super gimmicky, or like it's written poorly or something like that. Um, you know. And I like I I I guess I'm just like when it comes to those games, I'm just chasing the feeling that I had from 2005. Yeah. You know, um, playing Condemned. But I shout out to Castlevania Three on the NES. They used to give me the heebies a little bit. Yeah. Fuck that. Castlevania 1 gave me the fucking heebies. Uh, uh, because, like, because that was a time when I was scared of Draculas. Yeah, sure. And I didn't know what the fuck those zombie things were in the first level. Yeah. They, they they were scary as heck. And I, I think I think that Castlevania 1 is a legitimately creepy game. Yeah. And, very, and, and also maybe too hard for a five-year-old to beat. So maybe tone that back a little bit for me. Uh, I think too hard for today's five-year-olds. Sure. I don't know. Five-year-old me back then was having a hard time. <laughs> um, uh, fuck, it made me forget what, because uh, there's another one that I really, really wanted to bring up to you, and I just, I can't remember. I lost it. But, Eternal Darkness. Uh, uh, Fatal Frame. Fa- oh, uh, shit. Oh, Fatal Frame. Very. Uh, fa- I didn't play any other Fatal Frame. I played Fatal Frame 2. That's it. 
Okay. And I've got Fatal Frame 2 coming in the mail. Man, I've that, never played it, though. The game is... I've I don't, never played it. Oh, my God. That game is so fucking It scary. looks good. Crimson it, Butterfly, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the twins. Oh, man. You pull that camera up in the... in the. Okay. So, I'm going to tell you... So I know how the game plays. I'm going to tell you what the, the moment that made us scream was. Okay. This, uh, our, my friend Jimmy and I, we used to <laughs> we used to play video games late into the night, uh, and, and uh, we had, like, video game sleepovers or whatever, right? So there is uh, in like the in the lore of Fatal Frame Two, there's some lady mm-hmm. who I guess hung herself, right? Some sacrifice or something. They called her Broken Neck Lady. Very. Oh, li- you've told me about this. And so like she's a, oh my god. Okay, so she's a lady who like as a ghost, she walks around with her head hanging to the side because her neck's broken. Yeah. And like, so our friend Jamie and I were playing this game at like. Like, really late at night, <laughs> room dark, because you got to set the mood when you play these games. Right. And he pulls up the, he pulls up the camera obscura. Right. And, and like and as soon this as, was the current console gen at the time. So. Yeah, this yeah. is PlayStation 2. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he pulls up the camera obscura, and Broken Neck Lady is standing right there. We both scream. Jimmy throws the controller at the TV, and we turn the game <laughs> off. <laughs> and it was just... But shit like that is because the entire time, like the the environment of that game is is designed to make it so that shit can happen. Yeah, and to give you that feeling that these ghosts are fucking everywhere, and that game got a remake, but we never got it. Yeah, but that game it was so effective. Yeah, and uh, and what it did, and I want. I want more games like that because I feel like that game was, I feel like that game took some risks. Like as Oh, far. for sure. And I, and I want. Setting it in Japan was a risk at the time. Yeah. Look at what Silent Hill Resident Evil did. They didn't set it in, in fucking Japan. Yeah. Was, you know. Um, and I think that game took some risks that, you know, that it, that paid off. Yeah. And so I think, I think what I want is, I think that now that I'm, you know, as I get older, I want, like I said, I want games to be more interesting. And I think that. The horror space, like the more interesting you can make that game, like the better for me, like the more scary it can be for me. Yeah. Um, well, I remember the first time you and I played PT together, the night it came out, and man, I never heard you scream like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I had no concept of how loud I was screaming because I had the headphones on. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um, oh man, but, so good. But again, like all of everything about what's scary about about PT is just the environment. Everything that's scary about that. Yeah. Is the environment because like nothing actually happened to me except for that that lady showed up. Sink fetus. Sink. Yeah, that was gross. Uh, <laughs> Eyeballs. Yeah, two yeah. scoops. Yeah. At least. Yeah, several scoops. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like everything that was scary about because it was like it's a dark, creepy house. Yeah. And and that and I think that like that was my favorite thing about what I played of Resident Evil Seven is I think that house is fucking creepy. Um, yeah. it's creepy and it's just gross and like wandering around a house. Like that's another thing too is like, and that's a, that's an old, that's an old fucking horror trope, right? Like wandering around this house where you don't let you're unfamiliar with. Well, yeah. So I mean, it reminds me, it, 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 it makes me think of, uh, probably a lot of people think of Texas Chainsaw. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Because yeah. like, that's the whole thing, right? Like yeah. you're, you're in fucking Leatherface's house and you're trying to get out of that <laughs> house and he knows the house. He's going to jump out at you and chainsaw you to death and yeah, ringing. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> a lot of that. <laughs> There's a lot of that in all of those movies. Yeah. Um, also, don't watch the one with Matthew McConaughey in it because it's real bad. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> As I imagine it would be. I think it's called Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2000 or like new something. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that like, you know, I think, honestly think that Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7 could have also been a really cool Leatherface game. But, um, you know, I don't know that we're ever going to get that one. But, uh, you know, I there are so many cool ways to scare people with video games. And I just think that you got to, like, again, I think that you really have to go past the whole thing of, like, you know, I'm running away from the guy with the sharp object. Yeah. You know, I, you know, that can be, that can be scary, but, like, you have to really try for that. And I think, but I think that doing it narratively, doing it with, like, environmental storytelling, that's where it is for me, so... Also, uh, playing Resident Evil 2 mm-hmm. uh, really makes me wish more horror games would include LucasArts adventure game puzzles in them. Because I don't know why that's been so, like, just attached to the survival horror genre. But, like, like whether it's Silent Hill or Resident Evil or fucking Fatal Frame, like, these are puzzles straight from Grim Fandango. Yeah. And I love that shit. Yeah. You know? I love that shit. Um I think that, like, I know a lot of people don't, but I personally, I love that stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, mean, I yeah. feel like a lot of people did like it. Those games sold gangbusters. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but whenever I hear people complain about those games, it's like, oh, this puzzle was too hard and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and why, why does this juice interact with this trash? And, like, well. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I remember, and I think all, I'm not sure, but I think. Pretty much all the Silent Hill games did this, where you have your action difficulty and then you have your puzzle difficulty. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and for the babies, you can set the puzzle difficulty down, so that's real easy for yeah, you. It's a good thing, but like, what an, an extra thing to ask of a developer, you know? Yeah. Like you, you can't figure out these puzzles yeah. that we made for you. Yeah. Uh, because I'm crafting puzzles is hard enough. Yeah, like, I'm sure those took some time to think up. Yeah, and then, like, now i got to think of a whole other puzzle yeah. that's easier for the babies. Yeah. I, should, I mean, I'm, 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 seeking, I'm well, using I mean, babies as a pejorative. Well, our, our most I'm, recent Resident Evil 2 playthrough when we got stuck with the blocks, you know? Yeah, but that's, Sherry, uh, that's just blo- me being a dum-dum, and I, I can't blame Capcom for that. But, I mean, but, we had three adults that were sure. struggling with it, you yeah. know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. You know, honestly... Uh, you know, honestly, I feel like if you get, if if it were just me by myself, I probably would have got Googled it at some point. Yeah, well, well, I mean, and that's the thing. I think depending on the game, that that shit doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. Like, like you and I Googled a lot of stuff for stories untold. Yeah, we were straight up stuck on a lot yeah. of that stuff just because we never played a game that worked that way. <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, uh, like the first the first story at Stories Untold. Is a text-based adventure. Well, that I zoomed through. Yeah. But, like, by episode two... Yeah, uh, me too. We were pretty screwed for a while, you know? Because we were just like, how does this work with that? Right, right, right. Because, like, I think a lot of these... Because it's all terminals and, and, you know, it's just Well, because, like, we... Because our... Well, again, we had never done anything like that, so we're just like, our brains weren't feeling... Right. We couldn't... They just... They didn't, like, how does that work? Like, our brains didn't work uh, that way, so... But, like... So I had no problem Googling that stuff. Did not take away from my enjoyment of that game. Sure. You know? Um, but like to me, that's such a big part of a game like Resident Evil that I wouldn't want to Google that stuff. You well, know? Yeah. Um, I have a question about survival horror specifically. What's the survival part? Uh, I think the survival part used to be 
very limited resources. That makes sense now. Uh, and now I don't know. <laughs> now I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoy like. That's one thing Evil Within does well. Yeah. The first thing I expanded with my brain juice yeah. was oh, yeah, handgun juice. ammo. Yeah, like how much ammo I can hold. Yeah, and yeah. I could still hardly hold any of it. Yeah, they tricky. I was easy. finding plenty of it. Sure. But I couldn't take it with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, that game is real cool. But also it doesn't matter when you don't need that. <laughs> I'm sure you do later in the game sure. with where I was at. Well, like not, not only does it like you because like it would have been one thing if they were like if they if they had spend your juice to carry more ammo of all kinds. Yeah. I think like, it is. No, no, it's it's carry it's it carry gun? it's carry more ammo okay. because it has it has more ammo of each specific kind. Okay, okay, okay. So Yeah. Um also I think that like I think that he you could spend juice on being able to punch harder, but like he already Mr. punches Mr. pretty hard. Mr. Castellanos is already a really strong yeah. man, so yeah. um like when you first get the pistol, mm-hmm. it's when it does the fucking Spencer zombie look back. Yeah. Uh, homage to Resident Evil. Yeah. You don't have to kill that thing. No. Like, they should have made the first one something you have to kill. Sure. You know? Um, I don't know. I think that game, I think that game is real cool, and I'm really excited to to play it. Yeah. Um, not scary, though. It's a, one of the reasons it's not scary to me is just because, like, the whole thing is just so fucking cheesy. Maybe it will be, though. Maybe it will be. Maybe. See, I love that, though. I love, uh, like, that's something. That, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said cheesy. It's very cheesy. Because, like... I like Resident Evil 2's voice acting. It's fantastic, right? I well, side note, I heard that was weren't supposed to be the actors. I think I heard there was like a strike going on. They got yeah, well, other that was actors. Dur- during the SAG strike. Yeah. But like, I still think the voice acting was fine. It was yeah. really good. But like, when I think about, uh, there's a couple of games that come to mind: Alan Wake, <laughs> uh, Deadly Premonition, Silent Hill. Yeah. Uh, when I think about those voice actors, like that is the perfect point for me for a sure. horror game. Resident Evil 1 and 2 and 3, like those old Resident Evils with, like, that's just bad. Barry. Where's right. Barry? Right, that's just bad. <laughs> but, like, uh, and, like, Silent Hill 2's voice acting is bad. Deadly Premonition's voice acting is bad. But, like, it's bad in this weird way that is that makes it good. Yeah. So, like, if you buy the Silent Hill HD collection, you can play with new voice actors. What? And, like, like good new voice actors. Like, Troy Baker voices James Sunderland. Right, choice makers and everything, though. But like, it's not great. You want, you want, <laughs> you want the weird shit. Yeah, you, know? you yeah. want, you want the fucking David Lynch level of acting. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, well, I feel like when you go to those games, like that's where you go into them, right? Yeah, you want to yeah. really live, relive yeah. all the shit from like back then. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, re- remake one. I could do with some new voice actors. I could. I'd be. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. But so like as far as like stuff like that like I have yet to play, like my interest in like so as it turns out, I had imaginings for what I thought Death Stranding was. Yeah. Um and I think that conceptually, like I think that conceptually like a lot of that shit is like super creepy. Yeah. Um and and I'm like actually like the one of the things I'm one of the reasons I'm I'm looking forward to playing it is because I want to see if it is as creepy as I believe it will be. Mm-hmm. I feel like though conceptually there's a lot, a lot of creepy shit going on in that game, um, but like I I wonder how effective it actually is. 
because I'm 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 kind of on the fence about it. I so. mean, I'm super excited to play it. Uh, I don't think it's a horror game no. by any means. Could have been, but uh, I am I am very excited for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even with the mixed reviews, like I don't care. I'm, I'm I, I, don't, I don't. I usually don't actually. I've gotten to the point where like I don't really care about reviews that much. Anymore. I do sometimes, like. Jedi Fallen Order, I probably would not be interested in, and now I am because everyone's praising it, yeah. you know. But, um, and I like Star Wars, it just didn't look interesting to me. Well, it's because I, I just, you know, what Tom, what do you imagine a Star Wars horror game would be like? Oh, that'd be so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you would do, but you could make that awesome. Yeah, uh, would you if you if you were, I feel like that was a thing. No, that was the books. They yeah. made horror Star Wars books. If you were to make a Star Wars horror game, would the player get a lightsaber or not? Yeah, I feel like you have to. Okay. Well, you don't have to. I mean, Dax Rendar didn't have one, and that was a fun game. Yeah. But you get a jetpack. Yeah. It's like a lightsaber, kind of. Sure. Um, you could do like a Terminator thing, like IG-88's after you. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's actually that's a good that's a good one. I like that. Uh, that's a scary, motherfucker. You seen that dude's head? <laughs> anyway, we're going long, so yeah. all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Anyway, um, Tom, video games can be scary sometimes. Usually these days they are not, but I'm looking forward to the next scary video game. Uh, yeah. uh, Resident Evil Two. Yeah, best scary game of the year. Uh, yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, when we played it, uh, there's a section with all the liquors and I was scared to proceed. Oh yeah. The, the kennel. Yeah. yeah. Cause you didn't know because you did Leon. Yeah. yeah. Like don't do that to me again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, video games are scary. We'll play more of them. Uh, we should be doing a, uh, evil within playthrough very in the very, very near future. So look out for that for sure. Um, but other than that. Uh, we will see you next time. I'm Ryan Robinson. This is Tom Shelby. Bye, guys. See you later.